Your Sloan Implement Deal. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Rats, just about the time that we get our momentum building around the state of Wisconsin. Here comes the rain. It's five minutes after five o'clock on a Thursday morning. It's the 16th day of May. And I'm afraid those planters are going to have to come to a halt later today. We've got about an 80% chance of rain today. 75 are expected high. Overnight lows down to 52. Some of the storms are going to pack a pretty good punch. Same situation for tomorrow. A 40% chance of thunderstorms. 64 are expected high. Saturday, 30% chance of rain and 67. Sunday, 40% chance of rain and 70 as our high. We've got showers sticking around till the front part of next week. Uh, That is going to make uh, it difficult for some of our cropping decisions, or maybe very easy. We'll talk about it with Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us live via Skype before we hit 6 o'clock. And everything's better with bacon. Now the Chicago Mercantile Exchange is paying attention to that. Pork bellies went away from the trade, but they've got a new tool coming back that reflects Our love affair with bacon. We're talking about it after 5.30. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. One of the fun things to do on a weekend, or maybe the middle of the week, go to a farmer's market. Now, in Wisconsin right now, they're just getting started, obviously, with some of the produce and vegetables more and more all the time. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, Pam, I did go to our farmer's market in Eau Claire last Saturday, and still a lot of empty booths as the tomatoes and the cucumbers and some of those things aren't quite ready yet. Not quite, not quite. You're right, Bob. But, man, you might be surprised at some of the things you do find right now. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, of course, Dane County, very proud of the farmer's market that's on display around the Capitol Square. And to your point, might seem like it's a little thin for this time of the year. But Josh Scramlin did some investigating of his own, and uh, he found that it's all a matter of uh, opening up your mind, your eyes, and your palate to some of the spring produce and uh, popular products that are available right now. Josh? It's very easy to take the Dane County Farmer's Market for granted because when you have something that cool right in your backyard, you just kind of get used to it. The market takes place on Saturday mornings on Capitol Square in downtown Madison between April and November. And since it began in 1972, it has grown to become America's largest producer-only farmer's market. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. And on any given Saturday, you can expect to see anywhere from 150 to 170 vendors at the market. And they come from all over the state of Wisconsin. Everywhere. 
everywhere from Fort Atkinson to Dodgeville to Sullivan to Colby. So recently I decided to head to the farmer's market and talk to some of the local farmers and producers myself. The square was packed, there were people everywhere, it was a beautiful day. And my first stop was at Don's Produce from Arena. I talked to Don himself, and despite having hip surgery on Tuesday, he made it out to the farmer's market on Saturday. But that's not exactly what his doctors wanted him to do. They told me I should probably stay home, but they said if I do go to the farmer's market, take it easy. But Well, I'm looking at some very, very beautiful sweet potatoes, and it seems like they're flying off the shelf. I just want to know, because obviously, so where exactly do you grow the sweet potatoes at? Uh, we grow those in, on our farm in Arena. Uh, it's sandy soil. We grow about uh, eight acres, and then this is last year's crop, of course. And what we don't sell last year, we just put into storage and carry them over to the spring. Now, the weather hasn't been the greatest this year, and how has that been affecting uh, the crops for this year? Um, We're on sandy soil. It's not affecting us too bad. People on heavier land are going to have issues again. Are the sweet potatoes the highest seller, or what, what do you think is the highest seller of everything that you sell? Well, we grow, also grow hydroponic tomatoes and cucumbers in a greenhouse. I'd have to say those would be our biggest seller. As I continued walking around the square, I realized that while there are a lot of traditional farmer's market staples there, such as veggie vendors or flower vendors, there are a lot of non-traditional vendors as well, such as Ted. He owns Savory Accents in Verona, and they sell a variety of salsas and chili peppers. Ted, I'm, I'm not all too educated in salsa and chili peppers and chili plants and anything like that, so it, it seems like it's maybe unique or what you do is unique. Can you maybe tell me about that? Sure. We, we've discovered that chili peppers are not just for hot or spicy, but it's also good for flavors. So we do all kinds of different products that we use, our own homegrown chilies. I think we have 32 varieties, and we have products from spicy beer bread to Bloody Mary, uh, spicy Bloody Mary mix, cranberry chutney, all Wisconsin products, but with new flavors because of the chilies that we use. Sometimes we use a variety of chilies together for flavor. Sometimes we use fermentation to, to enhance the flavor. We also roast and we, we preserve uh, we dehydrate, but it's amazing how once people taste it, they realize it's not just burn your mouth hot. It's flavor first. If you want it hot, sure, we can crank up the heat. So is there way more that goes into um, the chili-making process than people would think, or is it just like growing any other plant? It, it's, it's quite different because even though they're perennials, they're not hardy, so you really have to use greenhouses and hoop houses to get them started. We start a lot of our seeds in February, and by the time this time of the year, Mother's Day, we can take them and either put them in raised beds, containers, or out in the gardens. And uh, so that all of the farmers, whether they grow tomatoes or they grow herbs, and, uh, have realized that you can extend the season in Wisconsin. And chili peppers almost demands that we do that. And it's doable, and, and it gives us a chance to grow we can have peppers ripe in June, where years ago you wouldn't have peppers ripe until August. So it makes a difference. I was talking to anybody that I could, and it was a great mix of traditional and non-traditional vendors. We had Don with the veggies, and then we had Ted with the chili peppers. And as I was looking for other people to talk to, I came across a guy, and you could not miss him. Though his actual name is Dale, a lot of people just refer to him as the guy with the beehive on his head. Dale is the owner of Marsden's Pure Honey in McFarland, and this is not his first day on the job. Uh, I've been keeping bees since 1963, so it's been uh, quite a few years, 56 years or so. And uh, at this farmer's market, I've been here 41 years now. 
So how does one even get into beekeeping? Is it something that somebody in your family did, or it's something that you decided one day you were going to do? I started, my brother-in-law was a beekeeper, and he start, got me started in 1963, and um, we just started, my brother and I, in 4-H, and we, we've kept bees ever since. I, he, he dropped out right away, or within a year or so, and, uh, and then I continued with it and got me through college, and, and I've kept bees uh, my next question is, what exactly does it take to be a beekeeper? Because obviously everybody's seen the pictures of you wearing those funny outfits and they got the screens on the front of them, but, but what does it actually take to be a beekeeper? Uh, a lot of people can get, are getting into it now. They're, they're not afraid of the, getting stung, and uh, you really don't get stung very often if you wear the bee suit. And uh, even if you do, most of it's, a bee sting is really pretty mild compared to, a, say, a wasp sting, which is really severe. Could you just tell me a few of the products that you do make? I, um, I produce comb honey, and then I also I do quite a bit of that, and I have, so I have it at the, every year week at the market. And I also do a, a liquid extracted honey in the honey bears, in plastic honey bears, in the squeeze bottles, and the regular jars up to five pounds of gallons uh, later in the summer. And I also do, uh, my specialty is a, a spun honey or creamed honey. It's a crystallized form, ultra-fine crystals, and it's spreadable, and it won't run off your toast. And I also do uh, wax and candles. And uh, right now I don't have any tapers, but I usually have uh, six and ten-inch tapers. And out of all the products that you sell, what is the most popular product? Uh, my wildflower honey. And I gotta ask you, Dale. Do you enjoy wearing that hat on your head? Oh yeah, it's it's people love it. Uh, it it gets me in the conversations all the time, and it's just fun to wear. The bee hat must work because as I was standing there, it seems like every ten seconds a new person was coming up and grabbing some of Dale's honey. As it begins to be more suitable farmers market weather and it gets a little warmer here in Wisconsin, it's safe to assume that a lot of people are going to be at the farmers market every single Saturday. So I just thought I'd share some food for thought from our friends at Channel Three Thousand. Here's a few do's and don'ts of the farmer's market so that the next time you go, you are more than prepared. One of the do's, do be sustainable. Bring a reusable bag and then take it a step further by bringing reusable containers to protect smushable products like strawberries, blueberries, and tomatoes. A big don't, do not haggle. It's not really appropriate since farmers set a price based on what they need to keep their businesses viable, so it doesn't really help when you haggle them. A big do for the Dane County Farmer's Market. Make sure to visit early for the best selection. The early bird gets the worm. Could not be any more appropriate right there. Another do, make sure to snag last-minute deals. This kind of goes against the last one. But if you are there around closing time, some producers will offer discounts and deals on their items. Another do, make sure to bring small bills. While some places do accept credit cards, for the most part, it's cash only. And smaller bills rather than $20 bills can be very, very helpful to vendors. And finally, one more don't. Make sure to not bring dogs, even though you want to bring your pooches. Dogs are banned from the Dane County Farmer's Market, so just take them some cheese curds home in a doggy bag. And again, those tips are courtesy of our friends at Channel 3000. When I was at the Dane County Farmer's Market, I had an absolutely fantastic time. So I strongly encourage you to get out there, support our local farmers, and just enjoy a nice day in the shade of the capital. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison... I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. For decades, white planters have earned a reputation for boosting yields and profits. Now they've taken a quantum leap forward with the addition of Precision Planting's remarkable seeding technology. It gives you more speed, more precision, and better yields. Plant with confidence for an early season win and an end of season reward. Learn more about white planters at your local Ziegler Ag Equipment location or online at zieglerag.com. TDS is about to revolutionize the way you work and play, big time. Our new state-of-the-art fiber optic network will bring area homes and businesses blazing fast internet, robust TV options, and crystal clear phone service. You'll enjoy cutting-edge technology today. And be ready for the bandwidth-busting technologies of tomorrow. It's TDS Fiber. It's big time. Learn more at tdsfiber.com. TDS Fiber services not available in all areas. Subject to availability, terms, and conditions apply. Outstanding in her field, this is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Been a lot of that over the past couple of days. It's 519 now on a Thursday morning. Oh my goodness, my goodness. We are racing to try to use every available moment to get some things done out in the fields, but I'm afraid our window of opportunity starting to close. Time to talk weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. So how far has the rain crept into Wisconsin so far this morning, Stu? Well, I'd say there are folks around the cross probably seeing little sprinkles already, especially those north and northeast of town. And that's about it. Maybe a sprinkle near Oshkosh. That's kind of questionable, but it, it will be moving in pretty quickly today. Uh, the low pressure system off to the north trying to bring a cool front into the state. And there's this line of rain all the way from the Twin Cities all the way back to Mankato and way across northern Wisconsin up to Iron Mountain, Michigan. That's all going to march east and southeast. So across your first, Mauston not far behind. Expect a shower today, possibly a thunderstorm to build in, and the rain chance will march further east and southeast. And for the rest of us, I think it's probably this afternoon before a shower or a storm builds in. A tenth of an inch or so, that's about all we'd expect yet today. That front drops off towards southern Wisconsin and becomes somewhat stationary. There will be a break in the rain activity, even uh, late today or just for a time in the nighttime. And then refiring, in fact, late tonight into Friday, another round of showers and a few thunderstorms. The next low building in from the west pulls this initial cool front somewhat back up as a warm front and then moves right toward Wisconsin, still off to the north, with a little more likelihood of rain into Friday and Friday night when rain amounts could be heavier. I don't really like to talk about that. 
you know, it started to dry out and we've made good progress, but Friday and Friday night, there could very well be rain amounts adding up into that uh, half, three-quarter inch, in some areas maybe an inch, especially, I'd say, in that uh, west-central Wisconsin area, La Crosse and Mauston, could be closer to an inch of rain by Friday and Friday night, with still a few showers and a couple of tenths or better around as we head towards Saturday and Saturday night. So it is going to be getting wetter and cooler. The clouds and that rain chance, of course, will drive those temps down toward Friday and the weekend. I'll have forecast details in a moment. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Almost 523. All right, Stu, let's uh, take a look at this forecast. Now, like you said, possible measurable rain Friday night into Saturday morning. And the part that really alarms me is it looks like it stays a little wet front part of next week. It does. Yeah, that rain chance sticks around right on into Sunday and at least toward early Monday. And then again, uh, later Tuesday next week, another rain chance builds in. Back it up, though. Here on a Thursday, mostly cloudy skies. Showers developing lacrosse and Mauston already. And in the next couple of hours, the rest of us could wait till at least midday or into the afternoon. Now look for highs. Very nice. Into the upper 70s. Could be an 80 still at lacrosse. But the south winds will be around 8 to 18. And like I've said, rain amounts up to a tenth of an inch or two. That rain ending as we wrap up today already at lacrosse and Tonight, for the rest of us, mostly cloudy. A chance of a shower by really early on Friday morning. Nighttime lows in the lower 50s. Northwest winds 5 to 10. Cloudy on Friday. Showers and then thunderstorms develop, especially as we head through the later morning into the daytime, up to about 60 on Friday. East winds 8 to 18. And still cloudy with some rain into Saturday. It's that uh, later Friday into Saturday went up to a half or maybe an inch of rain could be seen. Low and mid-60s on Saturday, Pam. And unfortunately, with some rain chance, we're probably talking uh, a few uh, cooler temperatures again on towards Sunday and still more moisture to slow us down for next week. Looks like, looks like Oshkosh officially has already got a rain shower happening. All right, it looked pretty light, but yeah, yeah. all right, it's there. Then some sprinkles. All right, man, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. You bet. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.
Stumont Kag, meteorologist with weather details. So again, rainfall reporters, let's get those gauges ready. La Crosse, you're clear right now, 66. Mauston, partly cloudy, 63. Fond du Lac, clear and 55. Oshkosh already got a rain shower in 54. Madison at the airport, clear and currently 61 degrees. With more rain in the forecast, you know the market's got to be paying attention to that. Talking about it with Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine. And bacon, 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 everything's better with bacon. And now the CME group in Chicago has decided to bring bacon back. I've got details after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. Sarah, it's time to do a little spring cleaning. What? We're going to clear up a misunderstanding and repair some messed up jewelry. What misunderstanding? People hear our ads and see our stores and assume we're a national chain. But Kessler's is Wisconsin-born and bred. Our only store outside the state is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice town, right? Fabulous town. Now tell me about that messed up jewelry. People don't realize Kessler's will clean and repair your jewelry no matter where you bought it. You heard about Joe's mom, right? Yeah, she brought her really old engagement ring into Kessler's to have it repaired. And now she can't quit staring at it. Our jewelry technicians are awesome. Everything about Kessler's is awesome. True that. Magnificent diamond stud earrings, engagement rings, diamond pendants, and one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. Welcome to Kessler's. Find the Kessler's nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. 
agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Insight FS Propane is proud to serve the communities they live and work in. The driver's top priorities are the safety and comfort of their customers, competitive prices, contracting, delivery, and more. Live local, buy local. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Are you dreading the idea of having to try on your summer shorts or swimsuits? Cool Sculpting at Rejuvenation Clinic can help. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting is an amazing technology developed by Harvard scientists that can reduce stubborn fat bulges without surgery. During the treatment, the fat cells are frozen and slowly metabolized by your own body. These destroyed fat cells are permanently eliminated, giving a long-lasting result. Areas such as the stomach, flanks, inner and outer thighs, bra or back fat, and arms can safely and effectively be treated with cool sculpting. Start now to feel more confident in your summer wardrobe. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. RejuvenationClinicofSaukPrairie.com Get up and get outdoors with Rogan's Shoes. For a limited time, save an additional 20% on soccer, track spikes, baseball, and golf shoes for the family. Rogan's Shoes, Madison East, West, and Janesville. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. Visit online at rogansshoes.com. Shopping at Rogan's is extra fun. Just use your receipt. With it, the shoes you buy are half price. Save now or save later. At Rogan's, your second pair is half price. Rogan's Shoes, Madison East, West, and Janesville. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. Visit online at rogansshoes.com. Our man in Milwaukee, Cody Grant. Cody, what is up, my friend? Good morning, Ebo. How you doing, man? I am doing great, large and in charge. Why? Because the Bucks game one, Eastern Conference Finals against the Raptors tonight, 7.30 at the Pfizer Forum. How are you feeling? You're going to be there. Oh, I'm pumped, man. It's my first ever Eastern Conference Finals. I'm ready to go. Yeah, doing it for the zone. I can't wait to uh, see the tweets. You can follow along at madcitysportszone.com. So your Twitter handle was that Cody Grant twenty fifteen? My memory serves me correctly. At Cody Grant twenty fifteen. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, Cody. We got called a homer. It was all loving. It was no, there's no negative connotations uh, to it, but it was the fact that we just were too hyped up over the Milwaukee Bucks. Please reaffirm why I think they're the best team in the NBA and why they can uh, you know win this series against the Toronto Raptors for me. First of all, it's okay to be a homer. It's okay to be a fan of your team. But the reason why they are the best team in the league is they had the best defense throughout the entire season. They had the best net rating. They're one of the best off offenses in the league. They shoot the second most three-pointers in the league. They convert on three-pointers. They hold teams inside defensively. They don't allow teams to get to the free-throw line very often. And they have the MVP candidate in Giannis Tentacumbo. They're deep. I mean, all the statistics show how good they are. They have strengths across the board, and they really don't have that many weaknesses. I guess you can say defending the pick and roll is one weakness. They don't force a lot of turnovers, but other than those two things, where can you really find a weakness with this team? I can't. I mean, there's there's no drama. They're drama-free. The only drama they really had, when we talked about this yesterday, was like, you know, a couple of people get injured and then coming back and maybe the Thon Maker, but that was handled so well, and then we wouldn't have had Nikola Miritich if it wasn't for Thon Maker wanting to be traded. So, what drama is there? But on the counterpoint, what drama is there for the rap. Yeah, not a whole lot. You thought there might be with Kawhi Leonard coming in. I mean, he hadn't played in like, what, 18 months because he decided to sit out in San Antonio and he wanted to trade and they did trade him for DeMar DeRozan and you ended up in Toronto and now you thought that 
okay, what's Kawhi going to do? Then he starts being, like, really weird. Like, he has that laugh at the press conference, and he kind of brings out this whole new personality we didn't know. But he's been dominant. He's been one of the best players in the playoffs as a whole, and that series he put on against Philly was absolutely incredible. And the game winner he hit over Joel Embiid, a 20-foot step back in Game 7 to put them away to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I think the Raptors are very well the second-best team in the Eastern Conference, and they deserve to be in the situation. And it's kind of funny that you have two teams, the Bucks and Raptors, that people looked at at the start of the season. They didn't expect those two teams to be here. They thought the Raptors were going to be good. They thought the Bucks would be like maybe a four seed, but it was all about Boston and Philly. And you know, the, flip, the script has flipped, and now you have the Raptors and the Bucks showing why they're real contenders. Yeah, so starting tonight, Game 1, 7.30, tip-off at the Pfizer Forum. Obviously, Giannis Adendokounmpo is your X-Factor. And I've been asking you know, a little bit here and there, besides Giannis, who is going to be the key for the Bucks? to take game one and essentially the series, I guess, moving forward. Who is the, the X factor outside of Giannis and then the Kumbo in your eyes? I mean, there's a few of them. I would say Chris Middleton, though, on the defensive end, he's going to have the assignment of guarding Kawhi Leonard because uh, that leaves the opportunity for Giannis to roam the floor if he's taking on Pascal Siakam or an- another player on the Raptors, depending on who he guards, depending on the matchups work, depending on who is in at the lineup at the same time. But the Bucks don't double a whole lot, so they're going to kind of leave Middleton on an island defending Kawhi. He's done a good job against those elite forwards in the NBA when you look around guys like Paul George guys like Kevin Durant Middleton's the guy guarding those guys so I, I would say Middleton on defensive end trying to slow down Kawhi and then you have to look at the bench I, the, the Bucks go so deep you know they're going to play a nine ten man rotation where Toronto you know you see seven or eight guys in their rotation so uh, the Bucks like to keep fresh legs Budenholzer said that the rotations aren't going to change a whole lot and they really haven't in the postseason the honest minutes have increased a little bit You've seen Milton play a little more minutes, but they're still playing those bench guys. Pat Connaughton's still part of the rotation. Now you bring Brockton in the mix off the bench. He's not starting tonight. It'll still be Nikola Miritic. And how good George Hill has been, you can't see his minutes uh, being limited either. So I look at Middleton being a huge key defensively on Kawhi and the bench uh, taking it to Toronto's bench. So I saw this stat and my jaw hit the floor well, my factor I think is going to be looking at Eric Bledsoe because remember last year against the Celtics Eric Bledsoe had a pretty dismal um, series against the Celtics in the first round of the playoffs and he's 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 definitely done a lot better but sometimes there's shades of him regressing to what he did last year but I think Eric Bledsoe still looked great especially in key moments um, him against Kyle Lowry during the regular season 122 possessions and Kyle Lowry didn't score a single point I had that on advanced stats at NBA.com that like my jaw hit the floor when I saw that have, have you heard that I have not seen that, and that's crazy, but it's really, is it really surprising? I mean, Eric Bledsoe is possibly the best defensive point guard in the NBA, and that's adding a lot. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. All righty, 5.35 now on a Thursday morning. You know that Bryce Noor, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com's joining us live via Skype in about 15 minutes. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. You know how we look back on this date in history? Well, this one really resonates with me today. So, in Wisconsin, on this date back in 1933, 75 members of the Janesville Tank Company and Field Artillery were mobilized. They were trying to take control of potential violence in the statewide farmers' milk strike. The strike was called to protest low milk prices, and protesters employed milk dumping as their main tactic. The next day, tomorrow, 
one of the uh, tank operators was actually assaulted during violence that erupted in Waukesha County. That's on this date back in 1933. The military called in because dairy farmers had a milk strike. Isn't that ironic, thinking about where we are today? And now you know. All right, what else we want you to know this morning is uh, some things that are old are new again down at the CME Group. So uh, do you remember, are you of the vintage when you remember that pork bellies used to be a product that uh, was quoted on the Chicago Board of Trade, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange? Well, it went away because we weren't seeing the kind of demand for pork that justified the contract. But guess what? Our love affair with bacon is bringing it back. Fred Seaman is the executive director of agriculture research for the CME Group, and he says they're bringing back a brand new tool to the Chicago area, and it's all about bacon. Uh, the exchange CME did have a pork belly contract for many years. It launched back in the 60s, and it was a physically delivered contract for frozen pork bellies. And, uh, you know, of course, pork bellies are used to make bacon. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, the exchange's risk management tool for bacon. But uh, consumer tastes started to change uh, in the 2000s, and the market the cash market really evolved from a frozen market to a fresh market. And with that, it made the uh, the frozen one that we traded at the exchange um, obsolete in, uh, with respect to uh, its pricing. So we delisted it in 2011, and we work closely with our uh, you know, customers all the time, and you know, didn't hear much about uh, pork bellies for for quite a few years. Uh, but over the last couple of years, uh, we've seen quite a bit of volatility of all the primal cuts uh, of of pork. Uh, bacon is one of the the most volatile. Uh, so we've seen from our customers interest again in, uh, you know, transparency, price transparency anyhow uh, for bacon. So we've created this index uh, to help uh, the market uh, gain some tra- uh, some uh, transparency in, in that pricing. Yeah, it's interesting because I've actually had this kind of a conversation with uh, uh, local grocery stores, uh, some of the supermarkets trying to get a handle on this, uh, this kind of thing. Is it a surprise that we've seen the dynamics kind of change like this, Fred? I, I don't think so. It kind of makes sense when you think about it. Remember, uh, we're, we both uh, can remember back when when bacon was really seasonal. You know that you, you had you know everyone ate it for breakfast, but you know the 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 real seasonality was the what they used to call the BLT season in the summer. And uh, you know now you find bacon in everything, uh, and uh, you know with those changing dynamics. Uh, Bacon became, uh, you know, a much more important one of the cuts of the hog carcass, and the volatility around it has just uh, really exploded. Uh, last year, you know, uh, the, the the bacon volatility was, uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but quite a bit higher than, you know, what the, the overall hog volatility was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about how this index works to, as you say, provide that transparency for the marketplace. And is it a tool that uh, somebody at a local retail level would find interesting? 
We think it will be very interesting at the retail level because, uh, again, there's not currently a good price reference for bacon. So all we're doing here is providing a price reference, and it's actually quite simple. We are using USDA weekly data uh, that they provide um, on uh, that reflects the value of uh, fresh skinless pork bellies, and uh, we uh, do a weighted average bacon price based on that USDA uh, data. But we hope that by the exchange providing the index, it becomes something that is, uh, you know, easier for people to reference. And the fact that we're calculating an index, it, it gives a overall value of, of bacon over the past week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there anything that people should know about uh, the index? Is there anything about volume, anything about uh, lots or anything like that? I mean, for some, this tool is something they never imagined using. Yeah, it, and it, it's a price that's uh, in uh, cents per pound. Uh, most people will look at uh, you know it in terms of equivalent of a load of bellies, which is forty thousand pounds. But the price that they'll see is in cents per pound, and uh, you know it will be. Uh, you know, a, a good representation of what has been transacted on the cash market over the past week. Fred Seaman, Executive Director of Ag Research and Product Development for the CME Group. So they introduced the Fresh Bacon Index this week. The bacon has been one of the most volatile pork products that we've seen in the marketplace. Last year alone, the volatility peaked at over 40%. It's 542. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the beef industry, we're here for you and join you in celebrating National Beef Month in May. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lamb's quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nut sedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. Well, with rain in the forecast, our markets are holding their own in overnight activity. We've got Bryce Nora talking about it in just a moment. Right now, December corn's up four and a half at three ninety-three and a quarter. November beans are up four and a quarter at eight sixty-four. July wheat currently seven and a half cents higher at four fifty-six and a quarter. Barrel cheese yesterday gained a penny and a quarter to one sixty-one and a quarter. Forty-pound block cheese was down a quarter of a cent, one sixty-five and three quarters. Double A butter two and a quarter cents higher yesterday to close at two. 37 and a quarter per pound. June milk closed 11 cents higher at 1635 100 weight. July milk was up a nickel 1646 100 weight, but uh, as of this morning there are no $17 contracts anywhere in Chicago from now through the end of the calendar year. So market in that regard has eroded just a little bit. 
The Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is supporting the Senate and their Bill 91. This bill calls for a third-party clearinghouse to allow buying and selling of water quality credits. Now, this is a process that has been around, but not many people are using it. So the legislation that was introduced by State Senators Rob Cowles from uh, Alloway, Jerry Petrowski from Marathon, State Representative Joel Kitchens from Sturgeon Bay would allow for a third-party clearinghouse to better accommodate buying and selling of water quality credits between municipalities and farmers. Now, state law already allows this, but the system's been really cumbersome. Jim Holt with the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation says they hope they they can work together with the Senate and the Assembly to get that system more up and running and farmer-friendly. Well, this weather, not exactly farmer-friendly, now is it? We're talking about the weather, its influence on the marketplace, and what else traders are talking about this morning. Bryce Knorr is next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame... MasterCard and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all, cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. Join me, Greg Bear, Saturday, May 18th at I-39 Supplies Open House. Free lunch, free Dell season opener cards, and great deals on trailers and Yeti. I-39 Supplies Open House, Saturday, May 18th, until 2, I-39supply.com. Would it be crazy if you packed your bags and left? Peace Corps, life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Get up and get outdoors with Rogan's Shoes. For a limited time, save an additional 20% on soccer, track spikes, baseball, and golf shoes for the family. Rogan's Shoes, Madison East, West, and Janesville. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. Visit online at rogansshoes.com. Shopping at Rogan's is extra fun. Just use your receipt. With it, the shoes you buy are half price. Save now or save later. At Rogan's, your second pair is half price. Rogan's Shoes, Madison East, West, and Janesville. Equal value or less, some exclusions may apply. Visit online at rogansshoes.com. Her barn doors are always open. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 547 now on a Thursday morning. Your doors can stay open. Your windows can stay open at least for a little while longer. But rain is in the forecast, and that's exactly what the market's talking about so far this morning. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us live via Skype. Is it raining in the Windy City yet, Bryce? Not yet, although it definitely has uh, the look and uh, looks like it's going to be a a wet weekend uh, here in Chicago and many other places around the Midwest. I assume that's a lot of what the market's uh, chirping about this morning. We did get work done this week, I guess, depending on where you look. What are you hearing? 
Right. The farmers uh, giving us feedback on the field, uh, reporting uh, they are making some progress. Folks are back in the field uh, planting. Uh, the trouble spot remains the eastern corn belt. They're going to be drying out, however. They're going to be uh, missing some of these storms and also benefiting from warmer temperatures. And so uh, they should uh, get going uh, uh, fairly quickly here. So overall, we are making progress. Trouble is uh, we're just so far behind. It'll be hard to get the crop planted in a timely fashion. Right. And Monday, of course, we'll get the final confirmation on those numbers from USDA. What else is the market talking about aside from the weather? What uh, what uh, bullet points are you noticing, Bryce? Well, uh, I think we're taking a look at the river system now. Uh, the harbor at St. Louis uh, reopened yesterday. Uh, so a lot of uh, uh, traffic flowing uh, uh, just north of St. Louis. Most of the barges uh, are going upstream, uh, so that uh, suggests uh, quite a lot of uh, quite a few empties. Uh, there's a lot of uh, grain that has to flow down the Upper Mississippi River, and uh, so that's starting to happen. Uh, if you sell into those river markets, uh, watch your basis because uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of loading, a lot of traffic taking place. Traffic along the Illinois River still kind of stalled out uh, by high water. Uh, so uh, we haven't seen uh, much uh, uh, flowing through the, the, the lower part of the river south of Peoria just yet. But slowly getting back to normal. Uh, however, uh, we'll see what this rain we get over the next week. And it's going to be very uh, heavy in the upper Midwest, we'll see what that does to the river. Is this uh, particularly late? Here we are, 16th day of May. Is this particularly late for those uh, barge operators, for those elevators to have to make up for this time? Uh, perhaps not uh, when you talk all the way up to the Twin Cities, but definitely uh, further south. Uh, this is a late, uh, late opening. Uh, uh, normally, we would uh, be getting going uh, in April. Um, most places. So, uh, you know, unless it's a year when there's unusual flooding. So mm -hmm. this is an, an unusual event. And uh, the good news is that uh, it is uh, doing funny things to our basis market. Uh, so uh, and farmers will start selling uh, once we rally the market a little bit. There's a lot of old crop corn that has to come out. So I'm curious, I lose perspective, Brace. Friday, we absolutely fell on our face with the tariff announcement um, and really saw some nasty lows, uh, some contracts that hit lows we haven't seen in quite a little while. Have we picked up that margin this week? Are we back on level playing fields or are we still behind compared to last Thursday? Well, uh, we're uh, still, still well ahead. Uh, so uh, that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is that uh, prices are still at unprofitable levels. Uh, so uh, it, uh, it very difficult to make new crop sales at these levels. With the old crop, uh, you know, the soybeans, you got the MFP payment. And I guess we basically you're rolling the dice now uh, trying to figure out if, uh, the, if uh, the combination of crop insurance uh, perhaps a government farm program payments, price loss, loss coverage, and uh, whatever you might get uh, in terms of a new MFP pay payment, whether or not that will be enough. The kind of twist in all this is that those MFP payments are based on bushels. So the farmers who were maybe thinking about uh, taking prevent plant on their corn 
uh, have to question, uh, you know, whether or not that's the best thing to do. Although the corn growers obviously only got a penny last time around, they're pretty hot under the collar about that this time. Yeah, but that's also been a conversation point that they think they're going to tweak the formulas because they got an earful during the last market facilitation program payments. Right. We'll see. Uh, again, you know, the, 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 the corn market has been affected because soybeans uh, are down so much. Uh, but you can't make the argument uh, that we lost out on a lot of sales to China because normally we don't sell a lot of corn to China. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of the world's largest producers. They don't import very much. I don't want to throw you off your horse here, uh, Bryce, but any new updates on how this African swine fever is hitting our markets? I see that Vietnam is again just riff with uh, more cases of African swine fever. And we've said, although that may be at first blush, you're only thinking about livestock. That's got a big ripple effect. Right. Uh, what we've seen with uh, the buying of uh, soybeans in China is down not only due to the tariffs, uh, but simply because uh, they don't need uh, the protein feed uh, for their hogs. And if that starts to spread in Asia and other countries, uh, it could uh, decrease the, uh, one of the bright spots of our demand, which is that uh, Southeast Asia market. So we have to watch that. You know, pork producers hopefully will benefit uh, from that. We haven't seen However, U.S. pork exports pick up much, uh, so we're still waiting for that to happen. Now, speaking of exports, we should get numbers today. You got any inside hand on what we might see? Well, the numbers aren't expected to be uh, all that uh, great, uh, pretty much uh, uh, down for wheat. Uh, Soybeans might be better, uh, uh, only because last week's numbers were terrible. We actually had net reductions on old crop purchases due to some cancellations. So uh, not looking for a whole lot yet. Uh, If we get any uh, uh, Chinese purchases uh, of soybeans, it'll be something of a surprise. Well, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Fellows are hitting the field and all of a sudden overnight diesel's up a little bit, huh? Right. Even though uh, the the refineries in the Midwest uh, churned out more diesel, stocks increased. Uh, there's just more demand out there. So uh, that and we had a rally in crude oil yesterday. Uh, so that has the diesel market up uh, three to four cents yesterday, up maybe another half penny so far today. Yeah, it figures just when we need it. All right, Bryce, we need you. We'll see you next week. Bryce Nora, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joins us live via Skype every Tuesday and Thursday to let you know what the market's talking about. And then always remember, he updates his comments around 7.30 a.m. Central Time to let you know if there's any newer developing items. And that, of course, would uh, be insights into the export sales data that's coming out today. All right, tomorrow, what are we going to be doing? i got to stop and think about it for a second. Oh, tomorrow I believe we're catching up with our friend Mike North, Commodity Risk Management Group. Find out what's happening with our dairy complex. Of course, uh, dairy producers still waiting to see what's going to happen with those margin market facilitation payments being discussed in D.C. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.